from Virginia Farm Bureau. This is Cattle Pulse. I'm Elijah Griles, and from Appalachia to the Eastern Shore, we're happy to have you join us on your monthly update on the Virginia feeder cattle markets, the national trends that affect them, and stories of cattle producers around the Commonwealth. Hello and welcome to the November episode of Cattle Pulse. It is great to be back with you. And on this month's episode, we are going to be talking about the most recent cattle on feed report, which had some interesting results, whether or not we're going to see herd expansion moving into 2024. And of course, top of mind for everyone is the state's drought situation. So speaking of which, let's dive right in and take a look at the drought monitor. Right now, we're showing that 13% of the state is in stage two drought, which is the severe category. 32% is in moderate drought, stage one, and 45% of the state is abnormally dry. This puts us at a total of 90% of Virginia being in one of those drought stages from abnormally dry to severe drought. So when we think about that, we know that that affects our hay situation, our forage situation, and we're going to talk a little bit later about some opportunities for producers to offset some of the losses they may be experiencing from the drought situation. But let's talk a little bit about whether or not we might see more moisture as we move further into November. The NOAA Climate Prediction Center shows that there is equal chances of above or below normal temperatures for November, and that there is a 33 to 40% chance of below normal precipitation for the western part of the state, with an equal chance of above or below normal precipitation for the central and eastern parts of the state. Right now, as we move further into November, we are not expecting any sort of drought removal, and there is the possibility for drought, further drought development in the southern regions of the state. So this is a very challenging situation. I know for you all, some of you have been feeding hay for a couple months already, if not longer. So we're going to take some time now to talk about a few USDA programs that are available to help offset the challenges that this drought is posing across the state's cattle country. So first, let's talk about the Livestock Forage Disaster Program, or LFP. This is a program of the Farm Service Agency, and it provides compensation to eligible livestock producers who have suffered grazing losses for covered livestock. Producers must also be producers of the grazed forage crop acreage, and grazing losses must occur on land that is physically located in a county experiencing a qualifying drought. Eligible livestock includes beef cattle and dairy cattle that are weaned, and producers must apply for the program within 30 calendar days after the end of the calendar year in which the grazing loss occurred. So if you've experienced losses in 2023, you have until the end of January 2024 
to report these losses to your local farm service agency branch. Also, I want to note that you have to turn in a grazing acreage report, which you can do at your local FSA office. If you have not already done so, there will be a small late filing fee for that. So to explain how the program works, it provides payments on a per head basis for eligible livestock that is designed to help offset the forage and feed costs that you've incurred due to the drought. So those payments are available for bulls, cows, and calves that are both over 500 pounds and under 500 pounds in separate categories. And you can apply to receive payments for the lesser of either the number of cattle that your grazing acreage is rated for by your county extension office. So for example, if you're in Shenandoah County, that would be 2.1 animals per acre or the number of livestock you actually have grazing. So the lesser of those two numbers. And those payments are issued on a per head basis based on the category and weight type of those animals. So it could be your bulls, your cows, your calves over 500 pounds, or your calves under 500 pounds. The eligible counties across the state are Augusta, Clark, Culpeper, Fauquier, Frederick, Green, Loudoun, Madison, Page, Rappahannock, Rockingham, Shenandoah, and Warren. And the payments are as follows. $58.12 a head for bulls and cows. $43.59 a head for calves over 500 pounds. And $29.06 a head for calves under 500 pounds. So if you're interested in this program, I encourage you to reach out to your local FSA office and they'd be happy to provide you more details about how you can receive payments. And the eligible pasture types for this program are both full season improved as well as native pasture. There's also the Emergency Assistance for Livestock, Honeybees, and Farm-Raised Fish programs, which is known as ELAP for short. And ELAP pays a percentage of out of the ordinary livestock to feed or feed to livestock transportation costs. So that's something you can talk to your local FSA office about as well. Now it's time to talk about the numbers. The November feeder cattle futures contract is at $240.80 a hundredweight, which is down 3.89% from a month ago. The January contract is down to $239.73 a hundredweight, which is off 5.71% from a month ago. The March feeder cattle futures contract is at $241.78, which is also down 5.93% from a month ago. Since we started the podcast back in January of 2023, these are the largest losses that we've seen. So I'm gonna talk a little bit about why we've seen that. The first comment I wanna make is on the placements of cattle on feed in October. That October cattle on feed report showed that there were 0.6% more cattle on feed than October of 2022. This is driven up by a 6% increase in the number of 700 to 900 pound placements 
and this resulted in 11.6 million cattle on feed, which is the second highest October 1 total since 1996. The first time in 2023 as well that feedlot inventories are above year-ago levels. Heifers on feed was at 40%, which is the highest percentage in 20 years, and those heifers are boosting inventories which although it negatively impacts prices in the short term because we have more cattle on feed, fewer heifers are being retained because they're being fed, which results in a smaller calf crop moving into next year, which continues that smaller US beef cattle herd, which will mean higher prices in the long term. This cattle on feed report shut down any idea that herd expansion is going to take place in 2023. So the good and bad news is that although the markets are falling now due to these increased numbers of cattle being fed and therefore supply exceeding demand, there is good opportunity down the road to see increased cattle prices continue. One of the greatest risks to the feeder cattle market, however, is that weaker consumer incomes could result in lower beef demand. This is a macroeconomic question as we try to evaluate the possibility of recession being fueled by the Federal Reserve's interest rate hikes. If consumer spending begins to shift away from beef and towards less expensive substitutes such as chicken or pork, demand for beef would fall, which would then put downward pressure on cattle prices and make profitability a challenge for farmers. Another question surrounding the feeder cattle market forecast is the industry's willingness to expand. Some older producers may look to exit the industry at record highs that they're experiencing. And although live cattle futures are at record highs, cattle feeders have not forgotten 2015 when they got stuck with expensive feeder cattle and then live cattle prices fell precipitously. Let's look at the local numbers and then we'll compare that to seasonal averages that we've seen across the last several years. Abingdon Tri-State saw an average price in October of $222.80 a hundredweight, which is down 3.75%. Blackstone was at $228.30 a hundredweight, down 4.65%. Lynchburg was at $226.20 a hundredweight, down 6.54%. Radiant was at $254.80 a hundredweight, down 2.71%. Shenandoah Valley was at $232.60 a hundredweight, which is down 4.62%. And Winchester, a bit of an anomaly, was at $257.60 hundred weight, which is up 0.74%. The six market average across the state is $236.90, which is down 3.53% from last month. So we've seen these markets weaken as we move into October. And honestly, we expect that trend to continue into November. Looking across historical charts that are available on the Virginia Commodity Marketing website, we see for these five weight steers, medium and large number one, October and November tend to be a couple of the weakest months of the year because a lot of the spring calves that were born are marketed at this time. There's sufficient supply available so buyers are able to be more choosy and not necessarily have to pay as much just to get cattle on the truck 
headed to the feedlot. That's all the time we have together today, folks. Thank you so much for joining us here on Cattle Pulse. As always, we would love to hear from you. Please send me your questions and your comments about the show and fill out the listener survey in the promotion email. Thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you in December. 